Hello, I'm Seth for Privacy, and welcome to a special episode of Opt Out. Opt Out's a show where I sit down with passionate people to learn why privacy matters to them, the tools and techniques they've found and leveraged, and where we encourage and inspire others towards personal privacy and data sovereignty. Wanting to find a solid VPN provider, but struggling to break through all of the marketing fluff and grandiose claims? This episode, we're going to sit down with Victor, a member of the iVPN team, the newest sponsor of Opt Out, to discuss the ethos behind iVPN, their approach to providing privacy to users, and some of the history of IV- iVPN. Welcome on to Opt Out, Victor. Hi, uh, thanks for the invitation. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad to be able to sit down and, and walk through, I think, some of the, the common questions and um, concerns that, that listeners may have around VPNs. And obviously, iVPN is a service that I've used for a while and, and really, really enjoyed. But the more that I dig into Yelts blog posts, the more I dig into the, the privacy guides that you publish and um, just see the ethos that goes into the company and ethos of the the people on the team that I've gotten to know. Um, it's just been clear that it's it's very much a a different ball game from the I think the norm in the VPN provider space, which has a, a lot of uh, bad actors or uh, just companies that hmm. kind of misuse the the ideal of security and privacy. Um, so I'm glad to sit down and and hopefully get some some clarity and and just uh, invite the listeners to to get to know iVPN a little bit more. Um, nice. I, that's yeah. quite quite a glowing feedback. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been very pleasantly surprised. Um, I, I had been very recommended iVPN by a lot of people in the past, and and got into it and started looking more into it. And I just yeah, I've, I've come away very very impressed and and grateful that there are services out there that seem to care about user privacy beyond yeah. just making a quick buck, but really yeah. really do value that and want to provide a service that protects people's privacy um, at all costs. So definitely grateful for that. Yeah. Nice. For those listeners who aren't as who aren't familiar with you specifically or with iVPN, do you mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about what iVPN does? Sure. So uh, I'm Victor. Uh, I'm from uh, Hungary, and um, I'm part of the iVPN team for uh, probably four years now. I'm doing uh, communications, community, uh, doing uh, special projects. Uh, I'm going to mention some of them and explain some of them, and. Uh, yeah, iVPN is a privacy-focused VPN provider, um, and uh, we uh, exist, you know, for 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 the mission of uh, uh, protecting people's privacy through uh, encrypting their traffic uh, and masking their IP address uh, and solving some of the uh, the basic problems that you face uh, right now in the digital world with uh, uh, with uh, logging of your data and uh, and uh, Surveillance, essentially. Awesome. Well, I wanted to get to know a little bit more about kind of your personal privacy journey. Um, so I'm curious what it was that woke you up to the need for personal privacy. Sure. Um, I've been I've been thinking about this uh, a little bit more since I've started listening to Opt Out, uh, and uh, I have a couple of uh, answers to that. So I, I used to work in the uh, digital side of the uh, adult industry for a couple of years. Uh, strong libertarian spirit, uh, freedom of speech is very important value there usually, and th- that was a uh, so-called uh, Operation Choke Point. I'm not sure if you are familiar with that. Uh, the U.S. U.S. government's uh, uh, different ways of trying to shut down uh, businesses that they've uh, condoned as like uh, not very um, compliant with their with their ideas of. Uh, what businesses should be allowed to run. So they've shut down the bank accounts and there were different uh, things happening there. And that 
really made me like raise my eyebrows and uh, and think about the the implications. So that was one thing. And uh, working in the industry, I was I was working on like generating traffic to websites, like improve monetization. And that part really woke me up to the value of the personal data. Mm. So um, after a couple of years, I, I felt really responsible. Like like I'm 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 part of the problem, not not any kind of solution. So yeah, I got I got I got out of that and. And uh, yeah, going back a little bit further, you know, I'm from Hungary, as, as I mentioned before, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, like secret police and surveillance, that was pretty much the basic uh, thing, you know, up until the end of the 1980s, pretty much like in the East Germany and the Stasi. And uh, I was listening to these stories from uh, relatives uh, who were participating on the, from the both sides, and that, that it, was, it was clear to me that uh, which side I want to be on. So yeah, that's that's roughly the backdrop for it. But the... The trigger was uh, reading a uh, long uh, obituary about uh, John Perry Barlow, the co-founder of EFF, when he died, and uh, that kind of like opened up a whole, um, um, like a library of knowledge about the about EFF and what they're about and the and the whole whole background of the movement, and that really blew me away. And I, w- I wanted to join this whole cause really, and 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 you know, IVPN was looking for a person with uh, with. Uh, skill set and background similar to my mine and uh ivpn was an eff sponsor even back then so it was like a great fit at that point so that's that's roughly it yeah it's it's cool to hear when people who are involved in kind of the the other side of the aisle i guess but the the people who are like helping with data collection and, and helping to utilize that to to like you said improve monetization or improve hits on a website that kind of thing it's always cool to hear when that it's part of why people wake up to to realizing that need because obviously you've seen the the ins and outs of of how that process can work and how that data can be can be used. Um, so Definitely. yeah, I love that you've come around after that, and I I will have to check out that obituary. I I hadn't heard of anyone mentioning that before, um, so I'm curious to read that and, and see what jumped out to you. I'll have to learn more about that. Um, but definitely sure. thankful happy for to, what you shared. It. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely have to give it a read. Um, thankful for what EFF has done and. Just so many people in the space who have dedicated their lives or much of their lives to to drive the point of privacy forward, drive the the ability for people to reclaim personal privacy forward. So, yeah, um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, just to just to add to that, mm-hmm. I mean, the, and the whole starting point uh, and the and the first first years there was the uh, uh, Declaration of Independence of Cyberspace by John Pedro Barlow, uh, where he did, like uh, really went on about uh, what we need to fight for and what kind of future we want to build, you know, without any kind of interference from the corporate giants and the governments, you know, and like, I mm-hmm. feel like sometimes we are kind of losing that battle. Uh, and that makes me like, uh, amps me up a little bit more, you know, to, 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 to keep going. So it's a good, uh, like historical uh, perspective and things to go back to. Yeah, so, yeah, great motivation yeah. there. Um, and I'm curious what it was that sparked the creation of IVPN. I mean, there's there's so many VPN providers out there, and they have been for a long time. Um, so I'd, I'd love if you can share a little bit about what kind of sparked the creation of IVPN. And um, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, IVPN was conceived like in 2009, and there were far fewer VPNs, and uh, it was founded mm-hmm. by a gentleman called Nick Pastel, um, and he, he's a lifelong cypherpunk, and he had a pretty similar story. Uh, like mines in the in the sense that he he had like uh, peered into the uh, data collection part from from the but he was working in the financial service industry uh, as an infosec analyst uh, risk analyst and 
he was like kind of disillusioned by the amount of uh, like uh, customer data companies start to collect, analyze it, predict purchasing behavior, all this kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. so he went on and looked for like how how can we help uh, this issue and how can we solve at least a part of that. And and I think back even back then, like this this ISP problem, uh, where like the greatest threat really uh, to privacy is like ISPs holding a lot of power seeing all the customer traffic flowing through and they, they can tie it to this real persona, uh, whatever personal information or payment information you gave them, they capture it and they, they can, uh, they can package it and sell it and share it with anyone. Uh, you know, I think that's, uh, that was a huge chunk of the problem like 10 years ago. Uh, I think a lot of things changed since then, but it's still a very important problem. And, and we are still focusing on, on solving that. So most of the VPNs at that time, you know, focused on anti-censorship, security, and then like this unblocking of geo restriction that mm-hmm. provided a lot of uh, growth opportunity for a lot of companies and shifted their focus, you know, finding new ways to, to, to grow essentially. But, but IVPN was, was, was built for, for privacy protections and it's, and, and we have kept that uh, focus ever since then. So. That's why you don't really see, uh, we don't do any uh, development, for example, in the uh, unblocking uh, streaming services or whatever. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Some of our customers would like to see that, but, uh, but we rather focus on, uh, on the privacy aspects. Yeah, I definitely agree that the, the privacy aspects, I think, are, are much more important. Um, so I'm glad that that's remained the core focus there. And um, what is it that separates iVPN from the other VPN providers out there today? Uh, that's that's a good question. Uh, I could talk about this for an hour, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, a couple of things. Uh, I, th- I can think about three like uh, um, overarching things. There, one is uh, one is the principles. So we really try to build a service uh, that we will want to use ourselves, and and we want to treat customers how we want to be treated. And that's with like honesty, uh, no FUD, no overselling, and uh, you know there's no like everyone needs a VPN kind of st- saying like uh, yeah we we don't say it provides anonymity and complete privacy and you know and uh, yeah no military grade, grade encryption stuff so yeah so so <laughs> we don't use these kind of things to 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 sell more subscriptions and uh, yeah and we want to stay true to the privacy mission so. No retargeting uh, ads, no data brokers, and Facebook and Google ads, email is buying, all this kind of stuff. You know, it's it's. Uh, uh, I had had a discussion of, about this uh, on Twitter uh, with someone that they were like, uh, I mean, companies need to grow, and and you know, if you just don't use these tactics, then you won't reach more people. But I, and I argued that that like VPN providers, they they exist to provide better privacy and mm-hmm. essentially sell privacy in, in some sense. So it's their whole um, whole mission, and it has to be their key promise. So if you, you use these kind of tactics, you sell something, and you and you consistently and constantly undermine it at the same time. And for me, it's mind-boggling. Like, like there, there are just a couple of VPN providers who don't have any trackers and don't do Facebook and Google ads. Um, you know, it's it's debatable, uh, but we would like to like keep that uh, keep this part. So that's that's one, yeah. Slow growth uh, instead of violating privacy, and a second one would be like uh, on the product side, the 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 privacy focus, um, no email needed, 
uh, for registration. We accept cash and Monero uh, and BTC as well, if you can source it anonymously. But you know that's uh, again uh, that's uh, that's a tricky topic. Uh, so and uh, no third party tools, as I mentioned. So we don't pass on any information to 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 any parties. We we cannot be completely self self sovereign. You know, we we are not an ISP. Uh, we have some infrastructure partners, but but you know we are very mindful of. Uh, trying to trying to minimize those uh, those uh, those uh, cooperations and interactions when when it's not absolutely essential. So that's the that's the second. Uh, and then the third one is the trust. So uh, really educate people on like uh, when you use a VPN provider, you shift trust. So uh, you shift trust from your ISP, and you know it, it cannot be proven hundred percent that that the VPN provider is not logging. There is no way mm -hmm. to, to do that right now. Uh, you can look for signals like audits and who owns it, uh, transparency, clear privacy policies, and all this kind of stuff. So, rent canaries, uh, yeah, and whether the software is open source, some other parts are open source. But you know, audits also just like a snapshot in time. We we usually uh, highlight that. You know, you you cannot verify that that code actually runs uh, on the live uh, live instance. So, yeah. So I think these. These are the stuff that that came into my mind uh, uh, about what separates. Uh, yeah, but but uh, we also usually say that when I add that IVPN is not the best fit for everyone. You know, it's it's speeds might vary, app functionality might be different. You know, if you if you care about some other stuff, you know, if you want a server in your country in I don't know uh, some parts of uh, of the Middle East that we don't cover, or you really want streaming unblocking, then IVPN is not for you, and uh, and and that's fine, you know. And don't, not many VPN providers say that. I think. <laughs> yeah. There are actual limitations. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to say, like, if you if you don't use IVPN or don't pick IVPN, uh, just just use one that you can trust. So uh, I think in my pers personal view, you know, there is only just a handful of trustworthy providers. I'm, I'm not going to name them. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you pick those that are recommended by people that don't have, um, like, a financial incentive to do that, uh, and then you can identify those that, like, care about privacy, as you said in the intro, that was, that was pre pretty good, like, not chasing an exit or hockey stick growth, you know, it's it's not easy to identify those companies, but but it's it's possible. So, like, try them and test them and, like, pick, pick, pick one of those, and then I'll be happy. You don't have to use IVPN. <laughs> Yeah, I think the the things that really drew me into IVPN were uh, one was just accepting Monero. I think is a clear signal mm -hmm. that a company is is serious about preserving their users' privacy um, because allowing people to pay directly in Monero with no third party and no payment processor yes is a yeah. huge win for the person who's actually subscribing to the yeah. service because they get a, a really easy way to maintain their financial privacy while subscribing. Um, another yeah. huge one that is just almost novel to me. I've never seen anyone else do this. I think uh, another VPN provider, Mulvad, does it now, but that you didn't require email for signing up um, just was such a cool system. And I, so the, the end user doesn't have to worry about using some kind of aliasing service or trying to yeah. spin up an email just for that, or they don't have to worry about the, the email privacy side when they're signing up, um, which I think is is also very important. And it just removes a, an extra burden on the the user who's signing up when they're trying to protect their privacy mm -hmm. from IVPN, because um, obviously they don't want y'all to know everything about yeah. them. Um, yeah, yeah, that 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 helps. That helps. Like, I mean, it helps us, you know, uh, looking at our, our threat model. Mm -hmm. But just just one note about that: uh, Mulvat have done that be be before us. So, 
just just want to make it clear. So it's, it's not okay. it's not our, it's not our innovation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a it's a very cool feature. It's not something yeah. I had I had seen before. Um, but the other thing that really drew me in was just looking at the principles that y'all live by and seeing that carried out in your marketing and in your blog posts and in your privacy guides. It just it became very apparent that like you talked about, you're not you're not willing to sell users data. You're not willing to to lie to users and tell them that either VPNs do something that they don't or tell them that iVPN does something that it doesn't. Yeah. Um, and I, that's it's just so rare in really any company, <laughs> but yeah. especially in the yeah. VPN space, it feels like there's so many providers that are willing to make those grandiose and ridiculous claims about what their VPN service <laughs> can do in order to pull users in and then users end up being hurt because they they get pulled yeah. into a, a probably logging data selling awful VPN provider um, and and they don't realize it because they're being sold this bill of goods that's just completely false um, so the the approach that y'all take to to messaging and to education has I think really set you apart from from other VPN providers that I've looked at yeah that's 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 good to hear yeah we've been working on that uh... For, for a number of years now to uh, try to highlight these 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 differences and and uh, try to work on the education part quite a lot. So sometimes being really vocal and calling out other companies, mm-hmm. uh, we don't necessarily want to do that uh, like too much anymore, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's an important aspect. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for walking through those those three main aspects. Super helpful to hear. Um, and I wanted to give you a chance to just to share what makes IVPN specifically a, power, a powerful tool for users who are taking mm-hmm. steps to reclaim their personal privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, ge- generally for VPNs, I think the, the starting point would be like considering the individual threat models. So your, your threat model. Mm-hmm. And uh, like it, it's, just, it's just a part of a toolkit. And... M- Perhaps you know, depending on the threat model, perhaps it's not the first step or the first tool that I would recommend. You know, and um, you know, depending on, on on that threat model, you know, other steps might be more make more sense to do first, like switching your browser or privacy enhancing extensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as the the VPN part, it's just uh, like really preventing your ISP from like analyzing, logging, selling your data, and really keeping a permanent log of that. So. Take it cooperate with entities you don't know, trust like corporate, government entities, and if if you're also concerned about uh, your IP address being visible to website you visit or services you use, that's that's also a very good um, way to do that. Is to is to use a VPN and improve security somewhat on untrusted networks. You know that part has been uh, improving quite a lot in the in the recent years with HTTPS and other other developments, but it's still still something that that uh, that is useful. So that's that's generally, and uh, yeah, specifically for IVPN, I think just going back to the trust and like the we don't lock part, and we have very strict legal guidelines, and uh, and uh, you know we have kind of figured this out over the years, like what are the the things that we can promise and actually uh, carry out, or like uh, um, actually provide to the uh, customers as as these defenses mm-hmm. for them. Uh, and on the, on the product side, um, perhaps multi-hop would be an interesting thing to mention, which uh, which, which spreads the risk around the m- multiple jurisdictions. So that's when you uh, connect to one server and then to another uh, and use VPN that way. Uh, we have just recently uh, launched the uh, WireGuard version of the multi-hop, and 
I use it personally, and it's 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 pretty fast. So, yeah. And uh, other thing is uh, is our anti tracker, which is a little bit going away from the VPN. Let's do one job well thing, but we have added anti tracker and ad blocker. Um, some customers have asked for that, and uh, yeah, that's that's also uh, ca can be useful to do it at a DNS level. Works works similar to like a pie hole or stuff like that. So. Yeah, I think it's a nice yeah. little little feature to bundle in, especially because DNS when using a VPN can be pretty important. Yeah. So it's nice if if the person's going to use your VP or your DNS provider when using VPN. It's nice to have that option to just quickly enable some basic DNS protections around ads and tracking. Nice little yeah. nice little feature there. Um, and I, I love I think the the core thing that you mentioned earlier too is just that the you recognize and you're honest about. VPNs shifting trust. So it's not that it becomes mm. a trustless thing. It's just that you're deciding yeah. when you use a VPN service like iVPN that you trust this company not to be logging, not to be doing these things, to act ethically, to care for your data. Um, and you're saying you trust them more than you trust your ISP. Um, and obviously there are a lot of different ways that you can kind of make that decision for yourself. But a lot of things we talked about already help to help to inform that decision around do you trust IVPN more than you trust whatever IP or uh, ISP you have. And especially since the ISP that you use, I think a key piece of that that people need to remember is that the ISP has generally all of your personally identifiable information. Like they will generally have name, address, phone number, maybe ID, maybe other things. Um, so shifting the trust away exactly. from someone who has all of your personally identifiable information is I think almost always a, a good move in, in almost any threat model. Obviously not everyone, and everyone needs to yep. decide that for themselves, um, but shifting that that visibility into traffic away from the the third party that has your personally identifiable information uh, can be can be really vital. Um, yeah, exactly. And one, one thing to add to that, uh, mm -hmm. in, in, in Hungary, uh, and in my, my, my personal uh, situation, is that the uh, my... Uh, broadband ISP is the same as my uh, mobile carrier, so it's it's one company. Uh, so it's like <laughs> that that even makes it worse <laughs> uh, in, in terms yeah, of how absolutely. much information they can immediately correlate. So uh, yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah. If you do have that, I would even more highly recommend using a VPN, <laughs> or if yeah. you can switch to not having that data going through the same person. But yeah, the more the more data points you provide, the more dangerous it can be to you now or in the future. Um, That's right. You've mentioned a few, but I wanted to just kind of circle back to what the core limitations or misconceptions are mm -hmm. around um, the privacy that's provided by a specifically by a, a good non-logging VPN like iVPN. Because um, mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of misconceptions in the space about what VPNs do and don't do. Um, so I'd love to hear your thoughts around the the kind of the core limitations of VPN or the misconceptions around it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. This this is a big topic, and that's it's it's kind of like a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> And this is what like drove me to like uh, writing blog posts about this and uh, and some projects. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, VPNs don't do a lot of things that people assume either by looking at the ads and like like uh, have a feel for what they might do or just have these weak promises. So VPNs won't stop you from like uh, tech giants tracking you, for example. Like ma many many other ways to do that. Uh, you can solve one part of that with the with the IP shifting, but like device fingerprinting, persistent cookies uh, through the browser. You know, if they if they own a browser and one of them happened to uh, do that, so yeah. Uh, so it really is just it just should be a part of a toolkit, as I said. And it's it's not a one button solution, and uh, I think it's very harmful 
that many providers you know run with these kind of ads and yeah vpn won't protect you from like a passive global adversary that can monitor all traffic mm-hmm. and it definitely won't protect you from targeted surveillance so that's the other thing that like i see in the chat communities people coming in popping up like i have a question like somebody's after me and like uh, i don't know so it's like it's 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 not gonna help you it's not gonna help you and and uh, and if someone thinks that it's gonna help them um and they do something silly then you know it's 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 just uh it's just way worse than they have this false sense of security so so that's that's my biggest biggest issue with this and you know depending on the threat model as, as we talked about that you might need tor which is better for anonymity but you know suffers from some issues as some of your guests have have talked about in, in previous episodes but really so you you might need not a vpn at all you know if you, if you trust your isp or you absolutely not concerned about any of these for any reason you know you just want i don't know hide your financial transactions or something like that and you don't care about that part then that you might not need a vpn and yeah that's 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 an important uh, uh takeaway i think and I, most of your listeners probably need one but uh, some of their friends or their grandma you know might not need one i don't know um and this is why we have wrote a post like why you don't need a vpn and mm-hmm. this is why we have created the tool uh, i think you mentioned it in uh, in the show notes that uh, or the sponsor notes that uh, do I need a VPN.com, uh, which s- specifically uh, collects the different issues that people might have around uh, privacy, and they can they can select them. And it, you know, if you select stop social media tracking and hiding financial transactions, then you know this tool will spit out. Uh, you know, you don't need a VPN. That's uh, it's not going to help you. It's not going to save you. So, yeah, it's 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 a complex topic. Um, yeah, and and everyone needs to do their own assessment on this. Yeah, it's definitely one we could spend a lot more time looking at, and like yeah. you know, we've spent some spent a good amount of time talking about it in a couple of the previous episodes of Opt Out. But I, th- yeah. I think the the key thing there for me is that it's it's a piece of the toolkit, um, and it may not even definitely. be the first piece of the toolkit that you put in place, even though. I'd argue that usually it should be pretty early, but it's not going to solve mm-hmm. all of your privacy issues in one go. You really need to bundle it with, like you mentioned, using a good browser, using good privacy-preserving yeah. extensions, um, maybe using a different operating yeah. system. There's a lot of different things that go into personal privacy, and it's not just slap a VPN on it and call it a day. Um, and that the Do I Need a VPN tool is so awesome. I, I love that you have created a tool entirely designed to tell people, to tell some people that they shouldn't pay for your service i think yeah. that's just an, an, an awesome thing that i've i've never seen anyone else do so it's cool to see people who are willing to willing to actively dissuade potential customers um in order to protect their privacy and to not make false claims so it's a it's a great little great little approach there thanks yeah and it's and it's 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 open source so if you uh you know if you if you go on the site and fight something that you disagree with or you know it's outdated or anything else we are we are you know happy to happy to change it just uh just uh, you know, create an issue on GitHub, and uh, and we can we can work together on it. Awesome. Um, I also wanted to just give you the chance to share any future plans for IPPN that the listeners should know about. Future plans, yeah, um, yeah. I mentioned uh, GitHub. I think uh, most of our stuff is like uh, visible and accessible. What we're working on right now, uh, we want to create a better roadmap, make it public. Uh, there are some drawbacks and challenges with that, you know, like uh, 
we make a promise and we don't keep it by the time we you know we estimated it and some some stuff like that but generally it's it's, it's also increases transparency and people can see that uh, what they can expect from the service so mm-hmm. we'd like to do something like that um mentioned we mentioned anti tracker we want to improve that a little bit uh, we haven't done that since we had added to the service but we have some requests about that uh we're working on uh linux split tunneling uh, high priority now oh, nice so yeah that's that's yeah we re- recently added on another platform so um that's on the product side uh on the infrastructure side you know this this is going to be a big focus for next year uh, improve um on our infrastructure this is not my focus uh, area but I'm, I'm aware of the goals and the and the plans so we want to add more on servers and uh we're also looking at progressing towards uh, some sort of open source infrastructure. Hmm. So uh, there are some experiments by by Movad around this. Uh, they have a project called System Transparency, which is pretty interesting. So um, we are we are we are we are looking at that as well. Um, so yeah, we are we are not working to, uh, directly with them, but uh, but yeah, the, we definitely have the same goals and the same ideas. So so yeah, that's that's an interesting project. Awesome. And uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you finish up. No, I wanted to jump on some other stuff. So yeah, no, I was just gonna say I I look forward to to checking those out, especially the split tunneling on split tunneling on Linux. I think mm-hmm. it'd be helpful for for me and for a lot of people I know that that use Linux for their daily driver. Definitely, it's 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 been uh, requested many times. Uh, so in in the past couple of weeks. So yeah, that's 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 a priority. And and besides this, like more content and guides, and perhaps experimenting with other formats, you know, to talk about IVPN and our operation and our plans and and our ethics and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, like education, further the cause through education, and if if not if not doing it by ourselves, then at least sponsor great creators like the host of the show. So <laughs> that's the idea. It's a good. It's a good segue. My next question is, uh, <laughs> what made you decide to partner with Opt Out uh, and support the show oh, okay. financially? Yeah, um, yeah. We've been listeners since we've uh, discovered it. I think I've discovered you through Henry from Techlore. Oh, nice. Uh, he was an early guest, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know. Overall, great episodes and great guest selection and format, and uh, it's become an essential listen for me. And I think there is a lot of room for much more like audio and video content in this mold. Yeah. Um, and and you know, for us, it's 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 a great fit with what we would like to achieve as a as a venture. So um, we plan to sponsor more creators, you know, who raise awareness and educate about about privacy and the tools and. I think this is the best use of any profits we can think of. That's the that that was the idea uh, all along. That that, uh, that the profits we generate, uh, that mm, like a big chunk of that would 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 be reinvested in uh, in education and sponsorships. You know, to 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 help uh, help this whole whole thing uh, gain more awareness. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, it's so it's it's just awesome to hear that people who create a, an awesome privacy product that I use are also listening to the show. It's it's very uh, very humbling and and honoring. It's been cool to hear that from from multiple different people, and uh, just to hear that, that you specifically have, have listened to the shows is really really uh, just crazy to think about. 
Um, but I, I love nice. that y'all have decided to continue that focus around broader privacy and not just tunneling everything into growing IVPN like you talked about, but realizing yeah. that there's such a desperate need for education in this space, um, desperate need for more honest, nuanced content creators that are willing to delve into the, the nitty gritty and the pros and cons and um, look at the the different aspects of personal privacy. So I'm, I'm glad that y'all are doing that. And uh, I'm just grateful that there's more more money flowing into that scene and really just that, that yeah. y'all are also creating excellent educational content as well. Um, I think it, it goes a long way to to speak to the ethics behind IVPN. Um, so I'm hopeful to see see more of that content out of y'all yeah. and, and obviously excited what this this sponsorship will help to enable me to do. Um, hopefully continue to expand and maybe even start doing some, some video content moving forward. So excited for that. But d- definitely yeah, very grateful for the sponsorship. Great, great to hear that. Yeah, if, if, if you don't mind one more thought about this, mm-hmm. I think the trickiest thing for us is like where to put that sponsorship money and with who to sponsor. I mean, uh, everyone knows that like all the YouTubers out there and all the big sponsorships with the big big ticket name, you know, VPN firms, <laughs> uh, you have you have a YouTuber with millions of followers and doing unboxing or something like that. And they have no business in recommending tools yeah. like this. And they yeah. have no business in, they cannot properly vet them. They don't understand the whole, the, the nuances and threat models and everything else. Uh, and they just accept the money and the VPN companies just pay that money. So we don't want to participate in that at, at, at all. And that's why we haven't done any kind of sponsorships. Uh, mostly we don't want to do this, you know, at, no offense to unboxing YouTubers. If anyone is unboxing YouTuber <laughs> listening to it, I have nothing against you. Just, uh, just don't, don't, don't accept uh, VPN sponsorships. So yeah, I mean, my point here is that it's it's really encouraging to see people uh, like Henry, for example, uh, and uh, and yourself, and and I hope more and more people are going to absolutely get into this and 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 try it and try this education and and if if they have this have the knack for it and have the willingness to put themselves out there and put and invest the time for it. Uh, we should work together and find ways to reward and, and, you know, grow this whole, uh, let's say ecosystem or something like that. So, uh, yeah, that's, we are very much down, uh, down with that idea, uh, long-term. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very hopeful that more and more people will, will step up to create educational content in the privacy space. I think there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot less than I expected when I got into this. Yeah. Um, and a lot less that really put a ton of time and effort into it. So, I'm hopeful. I do, I do not want a monopoly on this. I'm sure like Henry from TechLord does not want a monopoly on this. I want other people stepping up and doing Definitely. this, hopefully better than I'm doing it. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really am hoping that people listening to this, people reading on VPNs, privacy stuff, people enjoying content from TechLord will, will make the conscious decision to think about how can I kind of give back and is this something I could actually help with and is there content I can create around privacy and I hope that that ecosystem will continue to grow and, and grow quickly because it is very, very much needed. Agreed. Agreed. I also wanted to just hear if there are any other specific privacy tools that you would generally recommend people to take a look at, and then why. Uh, sure. Um, I think I m- mentioned like uh, like browser extensions that I use, uh, Ublock Origin and Decentralize. I think these are they are good nice. first steps uh, if you're just starting out or like. Uh, yeah, getting getting started with this, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, what comes to mind comes to mind are the are the, some of the big names, well, big names in our circles, let's say. But I, I really like projects that manage to solve like the like the onboarding first obstacles, network effects, usability issues like this. Uh, 
and and they combine it with like great gains in privacy and security. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the way forward to onboard like a large number of users for massive privacy gains overall. Like uh, Signal is a very good example of that. Uh, I know there's some question marks over the phone number requirement, uh, depending on your uh, your level of, uh, uh, I don't know, p- purism or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think it's a great intersection of like great UX, great privacy and security. Um, and yeah, I've, I've onboarded many relatives through like saying that I only sent family photos uh, on Signal. So now I'm, <laughs> I'm talking to grandparents and uh, friends and some great uncles and whatever on Signal. Uh, I don't have a Facebook and Messenger. I don't want to use WhatsApp. So uh, so yeah, now like there is some friction. Some of them uh, don't answer for a week. But yeah, but this, it's still, it's I, I consider this one of the big wins for me in terms of privacy. So that's good. Um, and uh, Bitwarden would be in the similar mode. Uh, I'm a heavy user. Uh, it's a, it's a password manager that I think it's it's uh, has a really good uh, background with the privacy and security aspects, but it's still very usable. So user friendly, I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, and perhaps on the IVPN side. So like like running a business, we we think about this a lot. And if 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 you listen to this and you you have your own business or you you do transactions and you accept money or you have some subscriptions and you, you have your own website. I think two things would, would, uh, would be important to note here. One is that you don't have to use Google Analytics. So there are great alternatives. Uh, we use Matomo, which is open source, and um, we host it ourselves. There is no information passed on. Uh, we just mm-hmm. remove the last two octets of the IPs and you know the functionality is pretty well built out. And for like, let's say, basic analytics, it's it's excellent. So yeah, you don't have to uh, use use a third party for this. That's one. Uh, and the second thing is what you mentioned. I mean, we we have our own BTC pay, pay server, so we accept uh, BTC uh, directly. And and with and with Monero, we run our, run our own node, and we accept uh, accept uh, Monero directly uh, with a custom uh, implementation. But mm-hmm. it's my point here is that this is pretty easy nowadays, especially. So if you want to, you know, improve those aspects of your business, even even if a VPN provider is listening to this, <laughs> please do it. And uh, yeah, that would be a great step uh, because if you cut out the middleman, that's uh, that's that's good for everyone except the middleman, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's my that's my message here. I think we have a surprising crossover of apps that we use. <laughs> it's cool to see your list echoing a lot of the ones that I've recommended broadly. Um, two quick nice. notes on the things you mentioned. I think for Signal, sure. I think you hit the nail on the head that um, for me, it's the perfect example. <laughs> perfect example of perfect not being the enemy of good or perfect being the enemy mm-hmm. of good. Sorry, can't get the phrase right. Um, and yeah, just that like, yes, it's not an absolutely perfect tool and there are things I would like to change, but it is an excellent first step in people's privacy journey yeah. and i've that's uh, really that's the only messenger i can think of that's thoroughly privacy preserving that i could have gotten all of my family and friends on and i currently have yeah. every single family member and every single friend using signal with me um, and that's not something i can say about a lot of other privacy tools and especially not messenger apps so i think it is it's it's a very good balance and there are definitely things that i would love to see changed um but i, I think it's they've done a good job of, of balancing ux and ui and Really yep. focusing on still providing strong privacy throughout that. Um, 
and the bit board as well is a, a huge one that I've used and just a little note. I don't know if anyone else has seen, but you can use organizations within Bitwarden. Yep. And it's a great way to either use it within a company or small team or um, like between your spouse, like me and my wife are part Definitely. of an organization so that we can share credentials and she can have access to the things that, that she needs to that maybe I generated or, or use more regularly. So it's a, it's a cool way to be able to share those credentials without having to actually like copy and paste them back and forth or that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's 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 pretty easy and um you know if if you have people coming from I don't know uh, LastPass or OnePassword or you know they there is not a big learning curve. So yeah. it's 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 pretty straightforward. Yeah, absolutely. Well, last question I had for you Victor is just how can listeners learn more about IVPN uh, and then what are the best ways mm-hmm. that they can support what you're doing with IVPN? Uh yeah. Um uh, first first Point of contact, I think, would be our website. If you haven't heard about us, like you can find all the information about our policies and guides and ethics, all this, all this kind of stuff, uh, and the product if you're interested. Um, we have uh, pretty active communities, Mastodon, Reddit, some other platforms. And uh, what else? Well, yeah, you, I mentioned GitHub already. You can review our code, submit requests, you know, issues. Uh, some customers do that or correct some errors and copy and uh, and uh, yeah point out different things so that's 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 very useful uh, really like to like uh, keep our ears on the ground and uh, look for feedback from customers so yeah, that would be appreciated um, that's about it awesome yeah I will definitely make sure to have all of those and some more links that I found helpful in the in the show notes so people can quickly jump in and learn more um, Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for jumping on, Victor. Uh, it was a pleasure for me to just be able to get to learn a little bit more about you personally and about what FAPN is doing. And I really hope that this will help listeners make a well-informed decision. Um, obviously, I'm not forcing everyone to use IVPN <laughs> or, or telling them it's the only solution, but I think obviously it's been the right choice for myself. Um, I've loved everything that I've gotten to learn about the way IVPNs run, and I hope that people will consider it and just consider the broader idea of whether or not a VPN fits their, their threat mm-hmm. model. Um, so thanks for coming on and giving so much, so much detail and insight. Yeah. Great. Great. to hear all that. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of opt out. If you did, please take a moment and subscribe to the podcast, or if you're already subscribed, share it with one friend or family member this week. As always, you can check out the link to the guest content and contact info, as well as links to all of the tools we discussed in today's episode. Now get out there and opt out this week. (music) 